Do you remember buying your very first TV? Was it a black and white one? Or perhaps one of those which needed to be tuned manually every single time you changed the channel? Did you rent it instead of buy it? And just how many hours did you spend crafting your videotape schedule so that you would never miss that important TV program? How things have changed. The scope of what our company, SES, does now, compared to when we first set out in 1985, has grown significantly. Now we're not just talking satellites and cable TV. There's Ultra HD, 4K, 8K, even online video streaming. We work across the globe and our solutions reach 1 billion people every single year. Satellite, it's a very reliable technology. It covers everyone independently where you are. You reach with the same quality and the same price. No, no other technology can do that. But what are the stories behind the work we do? SES was one of the only partners who said, okay, we can make that work. We are further in the technology than most of the other partners. We can do this together, and, and we did. Who are the people we're helping and work with? There are 3.9 billion people in the world today that aren't connected to the internet. And that makes a huge difference to their expectations for life. And where is the industry heading to next? The airline passenger will be able to access data almost the same as they do on the ground. They can do their emails, they can watch live TV, they can stream videos. Welcome to Satellite Stories. I'm Christina Smith-Meyer. to those of you who are coming along to one of our roadshows happening very soon. Hopefully this episode will give you a preview of what to expect. And for those of you who are new to SES and first timers to the world of satellites, welcome. Sit back and we'll introduce to you what it is we do. On this episode, we talk market research. During this episode, we'll be covering key topics, including an insight into what market research is and why it's an integral part of what we do, and we hear the stories of some of the people we meet as part of our jobs and how we're helping connect communities with cutting-edge broadcast technology. Don't forget to subscribe or follow this podcast, and for more about what we do, visit SES.com. My day job is working as part of the marketing team in Little Luxembourg. That's right, Luxembourg, a country you'd miss if you blinked driving through Europe. But the work we do here impacts thousands of people across the world. It never ceases to amaze me at the stories I hear when speaking to our customers. And that's why we've decided to start a podcast, to share some of the incredible things we've learned with the wider world. Because satellites aren't just about that weird round antenna stuck to the side of your house. There really is a whole world of tech which we'll be delighted to give you an insight into as part of this series. So let's skip to the meat of this episode, my interview with a man who adores attention to detail, the type of guy you definitely want on your pub quiz team, and most likely one of the most meticulous colleagues you have ever had. Which is actually fortunate for us because clearly he was born to work in market research. His name is Ricardo Topham. He's a senior market and business analyst here in our Luxembourg team, a job which sees him travel the world, meeting our customers. And if anyone knows what our customers want and sees the big industry picture, then it's Ricardo. 
So on a sunny spring afternoon, I was able to talk to him over a cup of tea in our HQ office and find out what exactly makes him tick when it comes to getting excited about market research for SES. Hello, Christina. Thank you for hosting me. Pleasure. So you're the first on the show. How are you feeling? I feel a lot of pressure on my shoulders. <laughs> okay, well, we've known each other for a little while now. And I would definitely say that you are probably one of the most focused, detail-orientated and thorough people I know, which is actually kind of perfect for what you do. Detail-orientated or detail-oriented. It's important for what you do because you are our senior market analyst here in, um, in the video side of the business, right? Correct. Okay. And um, for us ignorant individuals out there who don't know anything about market research, can you just tell us in your own words what it is? So my background is in engineering. I became a market researcher by training. Okay. And the way I would describe it is I apply common sense to the number madness. <laughs> I quite like that definition. I don't know if that's what would show up if I looked it up in a dictionary, but... Probably not. No. All right. Okay, but then um, let's just jump into why do you feel that SES has invested so much in market research? Why is that important? So that can be taken in different ways. Mm-hmm. From an internal perspective, it helps us understand the market because SES is a global, a global company. Uh, Europe is its key market. And with the research, we're able to understand and we're able to track and know what's going on in each one of the markets. Then also, from an external perspective, it, it provides our customers a tool uh, to facilitate their decision-making process. We provide them data, and it's quite reliable, and it helps them make uh, important business decisions. What I'm quite interested in is talking about what you do here um, at SES with all this market research and analysis. So. You manage this huge project, um, which we call satellite monitors. Correct. But now over the years, um, it's, I mean, it's exploded. It's, uh, it's expanded dramatically. It, you now do market research in Africa, Asia Pacific, and you look into things like household reach, our market trends. Uh, you even look into things like the rise of HD, Ultra HD. Yep. It is a huge project. So how, how do you actually go about doing, doing something like this? I mean, what does day one of this project look like? So day one of the project would be talking with the salespeople, which markets we should focus on. Mm-hmm. And then based on that, and based on the budget that's made available, we choose which countries to, to survey. After that, we get in touch with the, so we have, we have contracts in place with the agencies because we cannot do these surveys What kind ourselves. of agencies are these? Um, they're leading market research agencies. Okay. So we're talking about the likes of Kantar TNS, Ipsos, GFK, and then some smaller ones for specific uh, markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get in, well, we have contracts in place with them. We tell them which surveys we're going to conduct in a given year. And then the, the heavy weightlifting is done by them right okay. so we're talking about six thousand interviews in germany four thousand in the uk four thousand in france three thousand five hundred in spain there's a lot of work there so then they conduct these surveys based on questionnaires that we design mm-hmm. and they're more or less standard across the markets because we want consistency 
and we want the results to be comparable no matter which market we're, conduct- so, we're surveying. So do these questions change on a yearly basis? No. Or? Well, the core, the core part of the questionnaire, no. So okay. 80% of the questionnaire, it's mostly the same across the board. Okay, and what kind of things would you be asking in these questionnaires? Well, it's how people receive their TV channels. That's okay. the main question. Okay. So whether it's directly via satellite or uh, through IPTV, cable, or terrestrial networks. Mm-hmm. Once the data is consistent and it's presentable, we get the preliminary results. And how long does that take? So you've, you've told all of these agencies to go out and do the research, do the questionnaires. When are you getting all of that information back? How long does it take to Between get all of that? Between kickoff and us or me getting the preliminary results, we're going to be talking around six months. And then based on, benchmark, on benchmarks that we have access to, and based on data that's available in the public domain, so numbers or figures, subscriber figures that the operators report, pay TV operators report themselves, we align the numbers that have been, or the data that has been collected through our surveys with the data that's available in the public domain or through these benchmarks. And then there's a bit of back and forth uh, to get the numbers in line because we, we need to to be careful and we need to make sure that what we are reporting aligns with market reality. It's really, really thorough, right? That, so this is really solid research that otherwise wouldn't be available out there, is that right? Uh, not at this scale. Wow. That's why it's so important and so valuable. Wow. No, one, no one else is doing market research in this field at the scale that SES is doing. And when you're talking about 6,000 interviews in Germany, 12,000 in Nigeria, 7,500 in Ethiopia, um, 6,000 in Tanzania, there's a lot of data there. And then when we publish the results, there's like a solid basis um, that those results rely on. So it's not data that has been collected randomly interviewing 10, 20, 50 people. That is immense. We're talking about a very large sample size. When we roll out the surveys into new markets, we're talking close to, we're talking, yeah, about 18 months. Because first we need to internally identify the opportunities, then we launch an RFP, then we shortlist agencies, we meet the agencies on site, we select them, we put the contracts in place. Uh, That's a process that takes between six and nine months, and then, the classic nine to ten months of the surveys themselves. Well, it sounds like you have enough to keep you busy. I hope so. <laughs> Actually, that makes me think of a, a really heartwarming story that I think you told me about a year ago. I can't remember where you were. I think you were in Africa, but you were telling me about how... Um, Africa is a very big continent. I know, I know. And this is why I want you to help me figure out where it was, because you said an indirect bonus of this project and getting all of these researchers to go out there and do these questionnaires... Um, you're actually indirectly, you're generating local jobs. Correct. I think maybe it was Ghana, you said that you had spent some time with the local interviewers Mm -hmm. and they had some really wonderful stories about how, you know, the fact that they had these two extra months um, of income, you know, to do a job to get extra money for two months, Mm -hmm. um, it allowed them to earn enough money to fund their education. Yeah, that's true. And that's... Something that happens in Ghana, Nigeria, Ethiopia, Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda. And this particular story uh, happened in Uganda. Uganda. So before 
the agencies go out to field, which is what we call when they start conducting uh, the interviews. We organize what we call the interviewer briefings, mm -hmm. where usually I go on site to the local market sometimes, and we we run the local interviewers through the questionnaires mm -hmm. because we have to make sure that everyone understands everything. And yeah, they understand what we do and why we're doing it. Correct. Yeah. And they also need to understand the language, mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that the language that we're using is the language that's understand by the locals because yeah. sometimes there's a mismatch. We're sitting here in sunny Luxembourg. Of course. And then they're sitting there in uh, sunny Uganda. Sunny Uganda, <laughs> a bit sunnier, and our perception of the market sometimes is a bit different of course. their local perception so during these sessions we spot any inconsistencies or any ambiguities and we iron them out and these sessions they usually take between two to three days in the particular case of Kampala in Uganda at the end of the the session before I had to run to the airport I asked the interviewer, all of them, yeah. to have a photo taken with them mm -hmm. because I wanted to publish the story in the internet. Yeah, we had this like group photo taken. And, and after that, I, I had some conversations with the individuals of how they were seeing things or how they saw the session, why they were doing this. And one of them did mention that in his case, he was attending university. Being part of this survey or being part of this project provided him enough income uh, to be able to fund his university studies. Also, there were other cases where an individual was able to provide income for his family or support his parents. There, there were a lot of different stories. It's really, really heartwarming, those indirect bonuses. It was something that I was not aware of uh, until I was confronted with it. Yeah. No, because I didn't know it. I just knew that they were like local individuals that were onboarded by the agency. Mm -hmm. Then there was a, following the two to three day session, there's a down selection. Yeah. It, dep it depends on the agency. Some agencies already have like the interviewer, they have groups of interviewers and they bring them on, on board or on a, pro on a project basis. And some others, they just open the pool and uh, a lot of candidates come and then they make a down selection depending on how many of them they need. Uh, what I can say is that I found it very enriching. It and made very you feel proud to work for SES in that moment, I bet. Mm, yes, I would say so. Right, okay. And then in Africa, since uh, market research hasn't been, well, market research is close to non-existent in the markets that we are surveying. We've done events in Ghana, in Nigeria, in Tanzania, and in Uganda, right. where we present the results themselves, but we also, at the same time, want to raise the brand awareness of SES, because SES is investing money in that country. SES is employing a local workforce to conduct these surveys on mm -hmm. our behalf. And we want to highlight the fact that the CS is invested in the country and that the CS is bringing value to the country itself and also value to the customers or to the prospects and leads that we might have in those markets. Um, do you have any stories about how they've reacted to having this kind of information available to them now? Well, they're, in general, they're very happy because they have a market understanding based a lot of times on feelings or on assumptions that they make. And in this case, we're bringing them solid numbers based on 3,000 interviews in Ghana, 12,000 in Nigeria. 
7,500 in Ethiopia, 5,000 in Kenya, 6,000 in Tanzania, or 4,000 in Uganda. So it's numbers that are very difficult to challenge. And in most of cases, what the local, yeah, local customers, local journalists, or people that attend these events tell us is that the, their understanding of the market aligns pretty well with our findings. We sometimes have mismatches and people challenging certain things, but that's part of the process. It's part of the job. Yes. But basically what this does is that this market research is so important. It really is like the first thing that you need if you wanted to start any kind of business, right? I mean, that, that also makes me think a little bit about a customer that uh, I, I spent some time with in the summer in the Caribbean. And it was um, an entrepreneur from Asia who wanted to jump into the world of video starting from zero. And he'd never done this before. And step one is really you know, to make sure that you have these vital insights to the market, to to the reach, to the trends. Um, and he kept saying how, how, how wonderfully SES supported him throughout the entire process and how valuable this information was for him to set up his business. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You want to have as much information and as much data in your hands to drive your decision in one way or drive your decision in another, in a, yeah, in a completely different way. Exactly. So to be, be, being able to make those educated decisions on how to get the most out of your business and actually really make a difference. I mean, making a difference just to people like you and me, right? The average, the average human being on this planet. He told me this, this great story about once he'd gotten his uh, platform, his uh, television platform up and running, uh, he had this lovely story where an elderly woman came into the shop. She must have been 75 or 80 years old. A granny. A granny. And she came over to him with a huge smile on her face, hugged him and said, thank you so much for giving me CNN and HD. I mean, this is the kind of thing that we take for granted on a daily basis. But even having access to high quality TV content, I mean, it's important. It makes a difference, right? And that, that's also a question that I get during the interview where briefings quite often they ask me and what's in it for us why are you doing this and an answer that i give them is like look we have customers that have doubts about where to make the investments if we carry out or if we conduct this type of research we're able to provide them information and provide them data that will help them in, in the decision making process mm -hmm. whereas if we didn't do these surveys money is limited they would decide on the investment otherwise. Definitely. They would put the money elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's also um, an explanation that you can give to the interviewees when they ask you why. So when an interviewee asks an interviewer yeah. what this research is about, yeah. it's about um, bringing more opportunities to the market. No, but it really does. I mean, it's just coming back to the same customer that I referenced before. I mean, I just went and spent some time with the locals. I was really lucky to spend some time with them. And it was just really lovely to, to hear them talk about how they would get together after church, you know, every Sunday. And they would, you know, have the kids around the TV watching SpongeBob SquarePants, laughing their heads off. You know, it's, it's a way of families, you know, to come together and spend time together. And I thought, at least for me in that moment, I felt... Like it was great to be part of a company that, that you know, makes makes a difference. Does this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. you, you've you've obviously spent a lot of time with customers all over the world, right? And they're all doing different things, 
And have they shared any sort of stories about how how important it has been to be able to launch their business and how, how it's made a difference? Well, we have a quote from a customer in France, Etobe Sangmont, and they say that since we started rolling out the surveys in, in Africa, they say that it's satellite, the satellite monitor surveys are, the, are their go-to uh, to make decisions in, in those markets because they say that besides our data or our information, there's nothing else available that they can trust. And he says that, or he, I mean, the quote said that they cannot be prouder of having made those decisions based on the data that we provide to them. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it is. That's really, really cool. You come to, you, you make a difference every single time you come uh, into the office here in sunny little Luxembourg. Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ricardo, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really great um, chatting to you and getting a, a deeper insight to what you do on a daily basis here at SES. Thank you, Christina. And I hope that you understand a bit more about market research now than you did a couple of minutes ago. I do. It's all about, what was it you said? Placing... It's all about applying common sense to the number madness. That's it. Yes. Applying common sense to the number madness. That's our motto. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ricardo. Thank you, Christina. So there you have it. Who knew that market research could provide jobs for hundreds of people in remote communities, help them afford the education they've dreamed of having for years, and of course, provide value to our customers, help them grow their business and succeed? be they entrepreneurs, TV providers, or even large-scale broadcast organizations. We'll have more podcasts with insights into other corners of our business in the coming months, so don't forget to subscribe to this series. You'll be notified automatically the moment a new episode is out. And of course, for more information on who we are and what we do, visit ses.com.